Are you enjoying what you hear? Would you like to support the podcast and help us improve? Well, the folks at Anchor have some big news. Anchor has introduced listener support, which allows listeners to donate recurring monthly payments directly to the pod. These donations not only help us improve the content that you hear, but it also helps us purchase more books for more at-risk youth in the city of Mobile, Alabama. Representation is so crucial, and the next James Baldwin, Toni Morrison, Zora Neale Hurston, or Ta-Nisi Coates could be right there in those classrooms. Our mission is to continue to provide them with literature written by authors that look like them, who had them in mind when penning these pieces. Listener support provides a link in the description of all our podcasts across all platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, so you can support from anywhere, even if you don't have an Anchor account. Anytime you click these links, you will be presented with an option to sign up to make recurring automatic payments to support our podcast. You'll be able to choose from three tiers, $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99. Then just enter your payment info, and your charges are immediately processed. If you're using an iOS device, you have the option to pay with Apple Pay, or if you're using an Android device, you can pay with Google Pay. It's insanely quick and easy from anywhere. Now, let's get to the show. Hi. What's up, world? We're back, and we back, and we back, and we back. Finally. Uh, <laughs> we finally. had a little technical Sorry about that. But we're Slack. here. We made it. God saw us through. Yeah. So he's I'm, Sha- <laughs> I'm Shakira. I'm, and I'm Jason. And we're reading while black. And today hey. we have Joy Marie McKenzie, the author of this month's book, The Engagement Game which I personally love. There's so much oh, of me in it. I was like, oh, this is me at 24, 25. I recognize this person. Just um, trying to fig- figure it out. Figuring out relationships. <laughs> so trying to it be was, an adult. So when you agreed to sit down with us, I was super ecstatic. Um, so first I want to say thank you for taking yes, the time so out of your busy day to you know chat with us. Us boring um, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> We've been through a lot in the last fifteen minutes. So yeah, I feel like I feel like we're friends. Yeah, pretty much. We've been through <laughs> the struggle together, and <laughs> we came out on the other side. We can do karate in the yep. garage now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I first just want to ask, like, so what inspired you to write the engagement game? So I did not know that I was going to write this book at all. I was literally in this room, in my living room, uh, you know, watching Say Yes to the Dress on TV. That was my my favorite show at the time. And I just got up from the couch and I just started journaling. I have a diary that I keep on diaryland.com, which I love. And I just started to vent. Yes, I love that. It's like pre-blogging, pre-websites, like as we know them now. And I just was venting about my five-year relationship. And I started writing the book when we were happy. Me and my ex, we were in a relationship and we we had planned to get married. So I didn't know it was going to be a breakup book. But then when we broke up, I had to actually write that part. And so, and then I got the deal. It just all happened so fast, um, everything. So 
it was a surprise that I wrote the book. And after I like was handed this assignment by the universe, I was like, okay, I need to show up and I need to make this good. I need, I need to really speak my truth. So that's how okay. it happened. Okay, so it didn't start out as a breakup book then. That's not what I anticipated. No. <laughs> I didn't anticipate. No, so yeah, it was really wasn't. I'm thinking I was thinking it was a breakup book at first, but this yeah. adds a new layer. <laughs> wow. No, no. Initially, we were happy, and I was writing this book, and he knew about it. And I was like, I'm going to write a book about the pressures that we both feel to get married. And he's like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And then we broke up <laughs> okay. so then i was like well i have to write this too because i had to deal by then so i was like okay i have to write this new part and so it was supposed to be me feeling the pressures of marriage but then the book was supposed to end with us getting married okay but that did not happen okay hmm. so really interesting. <laughs> is it so uh, so now that i hear your voice is that that is you reading your own book yeah yeah on the yeah. audiobook i um Ashet was has been very nice to me, and they were like, "Yeah, do you want to read your own book?" And, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" And we we took maybe like three days in the studio, um, three long days, and I lost my voice at one point. It was hurting, but it's I just love the whole audiobook process. Like I just want to read books for other people. I loved it. So Actually, much. if you want me to be honest with you, I was I listening to the book actually made it a whole lot easier reading it. I felt like you were just telling your story. I was like, if this is really her voice, then it feels more personal um, actually hearing you tell your own story. Um, that's also gotta be in a vulnerable space to be able to write, you know, your story and everybody, and you're like, this is my mess, y'all. This is what I'm going through. Um, <laughs> yeah. Critiquing how you may. Um, like five years. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, girl? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Not y'all are a mess. But see, you guys are from the South, right? And I feel mm -hmm. like people in the South, y'all marry and pair up quicker than us northern folk. So No, that's that's very true. That's that extremely true. Yeah. Just so I'm you know, I'm mid Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Really? Where it's where it's a process. Yeah, my friend just got married, but I want to say she was she was with her boyfriend, uh, I want to say her, three, four years. They graduated from college, graduated from the same college together, um, and they just got married um, this Sunday, and I missed it um, in our hometown. And they were together about three, four years, but they travel a lot. Like, they go to Europe like it's nothing, and I'd be like, I wish I had this job. Like. They have like the perfect power Instagram couple photos you'll probably ever see. Yes, Barack and Michelle. Yes. <laughs> they they low key might be Barack and Michelle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I think and for those of y'all watching, um, my 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 dog is on my lap. So please, if y'all see a head pop up, it's it's, uh, it's not a creature. It's just my dog. Yeah, I'm the it's Arista from the book. She's Arista has been there for everything. Yeah, she came. She came through the door right after the breakup. Like, so y'all done? Cause I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And it's time for bed, yo. She was. She was like, "Are you staying? Or are you leaving?" Cause I'm still going to sleep regardless. I was like, "Like, this is a real one. This one was made different." <laughs> um. So, and, and as Jason said, this is a really personal book. Like it. 
it's really personal and I appreciate that. And one thing that you did mention is your, you know, your relationship with God and your faith. It's really, really important to you. So I'm wondering, did your breakup with Adam and the six months and five days that it took to, you know, until you felt happiness again, did that ever like shake your faith at all? You know what? Surprisingly, I did not get upset with God during that process because we had broken up before. So it would, this was a familiar space, mm-hmm. you know, and I somehow knew, I, I don't know. It's okay. Let me just, if I'm being honest, it didn't shake my faith in God or believing that there is a person and a being and spirits that are looking out for me. But it did shake my faith in the idea of a life that you can plan on your own. And it did shake my faith on a happily ever after ending. And it did shake my faith on does life work out the way you want it to or the way you think it should. It shook my faith in all of that. It also shook my faith in regards to like happiness versus disappointments. You know, like I hear a lot of old people you know, old folks say, you know, life is hard. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's not really hard. But in that moment, I got it. I'm like, yeah, life kind of sucks sometimes. Um, but because I'm very familiar with, with, you know, those sayings and, and, um, and in talking to older, my elders, I knew that there were going to be some tough times. And, you know, my mom always likes to say, oh, just live a little bit longer and you'll know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, dang, you know, I've now lived long enough to know this is the hard time. Okay. So probably it sounds like less about God, but more so about like these kind of parameters, these ideals that society has made for us, I think. And and you spoke to that towards the end, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, I've it's definitely. I felt a lot of. Oh, my bad. No, continue, continue, continue. No, no, no. I wasn't gonna say nothing. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Like hearing that your mother was, um, you know, a bishop. Like, and then like one one of the first in that area. Like, um, especially being a woman was amazing. Um, and then not only that, but I got a lot of um, your breakup. And I'm seeing like how your faith kind of intertwines with that. Um, it's always, you know, you always, every black person always hears, well, if God before you, who can be against you? Um, <laughs> and you get that a lot. And you kind of, and now after reading the book, I get why, I, like I grew up in a, in a household with two grandparents who were married for 55 years. Um, so they wow. went through a lot. Um, and so you would hear that a lot and they'd always tell you, you will live longer and then just just to speak to what you said you were like you know oh i get it now this is what they were talking about with god before you who could be against you because i really need that right now because this adulting thing is hard and this breakup it stuff sucks. is hard when you know like five years five years girl it's that's so yeah like i where was this when i was going through <laughs> my breakups you know like i needed this you know so, I had to check my yeah, and myself that's really and my why I wrote it because it's like no one, especially you know, church folk, like they'll tell you they have a testimony, but they skip through the test, you know, or they may say that's, a couple of lines. That's real. Yeah, but you know, so and I was very adamant about sharing that I fell into 
through a depression after my breakup, sharing that I felt debilitating loneliness, sharing that I was kind of doing me and having what I like to call a Solange moment. Like I was going out, trying to meet the guys, you know, traveling, you know, which was really my favorite part of the book because I was just doing me and we skip over all of that. And we just said, but God fixed it. And it's like, okay, but like, how were you back then? And I think it's important for us not to skip over the test when we're talking about our testimony. Um, so I really focus a lot of the book on my struggle. Yeah. And I, I think as a, as a counselor, I appreciate it. And as a Christian, I appreciate it that you were so honest about the depression that you were feeling. Cause I'm reading like, this is this, I know exactly what this is. And a lot of times in church, mm -hmm. They say, well, just pray about it and it's fine, which it can. That can be something that works for people, but it doesn't always work for everybody. And you did the self-care right. necessary to kind of get past that. And so, like, I appreciated the honesty right. that you used throughout this entire book, but particularly that part, because a lot of people on Instagram or on the Internet or they only show, like, this one part of your life for the internet, but you, it just was very real and very raw and I appreciated that. Thank you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and it's welcome. funny too because, you know, my blog is very much about uh, the Fab Empire, which is, which is how I started my career before I got to ABC News, all these things, like, it was very much about the polished black woman, you know, being mm -hmm. fabulous and being out there. So I remember when I initially started talking about my book to like, the, the readers who have been reading my blog for 10 years, they were like, well, what problems you, you've been having? Because we, we haven't seen any problems. And I think, especially with our culture now, it's so easy to not know that people are going through something because their Instagram looks popping and, you know, they never subtweet, but they might be going through something. So it just, you know, I hope this book reminds people to be, to be kind to people and to have grace in every situation because you really don't know what people are going through. Yeah, that's that's true. That's real. That's <laughs> absolutely real. So uh, uh, next question is, um, there were a couple of points in the books, May, where you mentioned street harassment. Um, I yeah. noticed that when uh, you were overseas in Europe. Um, in part one, where you were walking um, in, in morning and ladder of the book on your vacation with your friends, um, why did you feel it was important to include that? And it's also really good to talk about this because street harassment is a hot button topic um, on the Twitterverse um, and yep. uh, and on the book, I like to call yeah. it, I don't like to call it by its real name. Um, <laughs> but it's it's real out here, and there, like as a like as a black man, it took me a while to really understand street harassment. Um, see it from my perspective, um, and it really right. took a long time of Shakira B beating me upside my head for me to understand like, yo, this is an experience that you'll never have to worry about um, because of the privilege mm -hmm. that you do have, you know, being a man. Um, and I just want you to just kind of expound on that experience and why, you know, why it was so important to put that part in the, in the book. Cause I remember when I read it, I read it, I was like, I didn't see this coming. This is wild. I was like, whoa. This is wild. I was I like, no. I recognized, I was like, I know exactly what that is. Right. And I'm, first of all, you are the first people to ever ask me about this part of the book. So thank <laughs> you 
so Ooh. much for being, you know, being active readers. And I've been dying to talk about this, which is why I wrote it. The thing is, talk about it. Yes, like, and I'm so glad you said it came out of nowhere because that's what street harassment does. You know, it comes out of nowhere. You're on vacation with your girlfriends, having the time of your life, and then someone attacks your booty. And you're like, what? You know, you're kind of taken aback. And that's, and so I really want, and that's what happened. You know, we were having an amazing day in Istanbul, walking around, seeing the mosques, having this amazing transformative experience when some man decided to attack me. And for a long time, I think a lot of women, you know, I didn't know this was going to be a hot button issue right now. But for me, I remember the very first time that happened to me. I was like, I couldn't have been more, I think I was 11 years old. I was in St. Louis at a church convention and this little boy, he was my age and he did the same exact thing. And I remember being so incensed and feeling like I could not do anything, right? Like I couldn't say anything. If I told my mom, she would be like, well, what were you doing? What were you wearing? Well, she probably wouldn't have said that, but you know, you, you think these mm -hmm. things, like if I tell anybody, you think those things. you're gonna blame me. Or, yeah, and it's just like, so I didn't say anything, especially at that age, but let me tell you how that story ended. Because it was a church convention, I ended up in the elevator with him, like days later, this little boy, and I remember my back being toward him in the elevator, and I'm like, this is your chance to get, you know, vengeance. This is your chance. And I turned around, and I said, you're the one who, you know, touched my booty, and I started kicking him. That's not what you should do, ladies. But <laughs> all I'm saying is that, <laughs> that had a happy ending because I definitely got him back. But you know, but anyway, the point of me including that story is because for so long I did not have a voice to tell it. And I do think I wanted, you know, if I never wrote another book in my life, I wanted this book to uh, encapsulate all of the experiences that I've had as a black woman, as a black woman living in cities. Um, this is a part of our experience, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, even um, in the guy, like when you were at the mosque and you mentioned him, I was like, I felt like my heart beat faster because I was like, oh no, like instantly, like a black girl instinct was like, oh, uh-uh, that's not something. No, like, no. And I, I recognized that feeling. And I was like, oh man, like, but, yeah. but also, and I appreciated that you put those in, even if you didn't even delve into it. It just the fact that it was there kind of validated experiences for other people. Yeah, right. to me, and the fact that like, like every a... woman. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 go, 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 go. <laughs> so I was gonna say the fact that every woman has a story. You know, someone grabbing my my booty, whether it's somebody you know just brushing me in the club wrong. Like every woman has a story like that, um, and every girl has a story, and that's just sick, you know, and. I want to, I hope that I get to a place, um, I can live long enough to see where it doesn't happen because I don't think that women telling our stories is going to change, right? Like we've been telling our stories for decades. I really feel like it's men's responsibility to teach boys that this is unacceptable behavior and to, in some ways, police them and say, yo, you know, don't do that. You know, if they see it happening on the streets, because I've been harassed in Harlem mad times, you know, um, and there's many people around. There's I remember I was walking to the subway a couple of summers ago and a man just bear hugged me. I didn't know him. 
and I had to force himself off of me. It, it was so strange. And, and I looked up and there were two police officers standing right there, you know? And so there has to come a time when it's enough about telling our stories, but like we need people to help us and to police us. And y'all say y'all want right. to be the protectors of us, like protect us. Right. I, I was really shaken up by it. It felt like a public service announcement in the book, almost. It was just like, yo, I know we're talking about my life and all my mess, but yo, check this out. <laughs> Stop touching me. Problem. Yeah. Stop <laughs> touching me. Um, and and it, it came at such a great time, like reading that. Like, yeah, like, leave me alone. Like, listening to that, and then, like, I know you've seen, like, the controversy with the recent article, even though it's been talked about before about uh cis hetero black men being the white men of yes and it's, it's stirred up a lot but it started a great conversation like i haven't been a person who's necessarily been offended by it because i understand because now that i've had this conversation so many times with so many different women in different experiences even the women that i'm dating now one thing that i understand is like this is an experience that i'm never going to have to go through and mm -hmm. it's an experience that every black woman has been through and that, that this is a conversation that needs to be had and if you like just like you said if you want to be these protectors that you that you claim you are then then do the job because all they're asking you to do is the bare minimum you don't get a gold star for doing what for what you're supposed, you're supposed to, do. to do uh right uh, and I think that's important. You just gotta mind your business. That's it. Like mm -hmm. men just need to mind your business. business. That, <laughs> Leave people your alone. Keep your hands to yourself. Everything you learned in kindergarten applies in real life. Yes. Really just does. keep it moving, bro. <laughs> right. Um, so, you, you rock paper scissors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. You mentioned that you used to take control in starting your relationship by asking guys to be your boyfriends or Valentines as a person who, uh, who also tends to do that as well and is actively trying to stop. That's definitely me. <laughs> that's, 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 this is definitely Shakira speaking her truth, but I'm going to speak it for um, Have you outgrown that behavior and did it take you evaluating your relationship with Adam to notice that you were doing that? No, I knew that from high school. Like my high school. <laughs> you know, you're actually me. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew because you know what? I do feel like at times a lot of boys and men have been intimidated by me because I am usually loud. I'm usually the person, you know, as as Funky Doniva. I, I don't know if y'all know Funky Doniva, but like I'm yes. obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. But as Funky Doniva says, like I'm usually in charge of the girls. And so like men don't really have an opportunity to get me by myself. I'm with my homies all the time. Like, and so I usually break away from the girls and I go up to guys because if not, I will go home, you know, without a number, you know, and back in high school when we used to do that. So no, I knew that was, I, I've been doing that and I haven't really stopped. The only reason why, and I don't feel like that that's an issue. Like, like, because I see a guy that I like, and if he's not going to come talk to me, like I have enough wherewithal or confidence or what have you to be like, hey, what's going on? You know, and I don't feel like that's a bad thing. The only reason why I didn't do that in my relationship now was because, you know, he just did it first. <laughs> but and I wasn't really looking for anyone. But it's funny because even now, you know, he's he read the book, too. He read the book uh, like in a couple of days. Um, so he knows all my business, 
but um <laughs> which, is, which sucks but um but he was like he was reading the book and he was like oh this is interesting he was like yeah the only reason why i said all that to you is because you made like a suggestive joke which i had forgotten about so before the wedding everyone was sitting around and i forget what he said but he said something like you know, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna party tonight. We're gonna turn up, and I was like, yeah, maybe later. I said that to him, but I was just like trying to be cute, you know, and try to like be with the guys. Like I was bored, you know. I wasn't I wasn't trying to come on to him, but he took that as his cue, like, oh, she likes me. Let me try to. So okay. even still in that story, I still was the one who who just and gave the game. Like, yeah, so I just can't help it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So okay. I'm definitely that person where it's like. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. Because then I know it's going to get done the way that I want it to get done. And then I don't have to, I don't have to complain because I already, I fixed it myself. Right. Um, but, and as a person that's almost 5'10", like I'm 5'9", I'm tall, like I'm usually taller than most people. <laughs> it's like, I, I get the, you're intimidating or, you know, dial it back some type thing. Um, so I was just wondering, like, did you did you change? Because you mentioned, like, you know, I take I, I take charge, I take control. Like, did you change that? I I did want to know. <laughs> but I can't. I don't know. think I. Mm -mm. I don't think are. I ever. Yeah, that's just who I am, and I, I like that part of myself. Live <laughs> okay. your truth. Live your truth. Thank you. Um, if you're gonna be a boss, be a boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, one thing that did catch me off guard was your realization in chapter 32 about, um, despite the fact that Adam didn't propose, um, mm -hmm. you felt like you weren't ready to be married. Like this, despite being upset about that, you realized that, you know, you weren't ready to be married. Mm -hmm. And I know hindsight is, you know, 2020, but what kind of made that abundantly clear for you? Right. I just remember, and, and I wrote about this in the book, right after, right before Condom Gate, which I'm not going to spoil, you got to read the book, but right before Condom Gate, like, I thought, I truly believed he was going to propose. Like, he, you know, gave me this typewriter that's still sitting right here. Uh, it's, it's a lovely typewriter. I'm not going to get rid of it. Um, and he just was, he was just being, <laughs> I know. I don't know. Is he is he doing okay now? No, he is that <laughs> no, he's, you know what? I'm I'm glad that you asked about Bay. We're about to go on a five day vacation. Like we're he does not care. And and um, it's funny because we met as I was finishing this book. We met. My deadline was like three months, like later. And I was like, Yo, I'm writing a book about my ex. And if this is gonna be weird, like you should just we should just not date. And he said he wasn't going to be weird about it. And he's been a man of his word, which is why I like him. He's been a man of his word from jump. So I, um, we're doing great. He don't care. But um, Eris is looking like, yes, mommy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like, he said you're secure in the bag. He's like, you're secure in the bag. So it's cool. No, yes. He's not, he's not insecure. And he, um, it's just a really, like, he's so self-assured and, I think our relationship has been very open and honest from the beginning. So, like, he knows that's a wrap. Like, you know. Anyway, but um, what was I saying? Um, it was oh, it clear about not being a. When did it become clear? Right. Yeah. So in that moment when he kind of let me down again, I'm like, 
am I stupid? You know, because I don't really make the same mistake twice, you know? And so at that point, it was like twice that this man had gotten my hopes up only for me to be let down and don't have a proposal. So I really had to evaluate like, what, what are you not seeing or what are you not trying to see? Mm -hmm. um, and then when I started, I just became very tired. Like I really did have a Solange moment where I was traveling every weekend. I was partying a lot. I was drinking a lot. I was having the time of my life, which was an amazing distraction from the reality that, you know what, like you're not ready for what you say you want. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not ready for work. And that is just a very humbling reality. And I remember looking in my, my bank account with like 12 bucks, you know, 12 bucks in it. And I'm like, I can't afford not to face this anymore. Like I le legit can't afford to do it. And I started to self-evaluate. And then I realized like, you know, you say you want a husband to treat you all these different type of ways, but like, who are you, you know? And how have you been acting? You know, I, I started to be very anxious and quick to anger and frustrated all because I didn't have this ring that was supposed to, supposed to give me some sort of validation. And so I wasn't even the woman that anyone could fall in love with at that moment in time. And I had to face that and say, you know what, if you really want to be in a, in a relationship, you have to be the woman that, that any man would want. And you're not that right now. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just remembered, I don't think I expected that to come. Like, I didn't expect. Oh, really? It. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Like, or I don't think I saw that throughout the book. It just kind of seemed like you were just like really aware of like, this is what I want. Or even, or maybe it was because I'm the type of person that like, I have this thing on a list. I need to achieve that. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. And it really took you like, kind of like, being self-reflective and like really in like right. showing yourself to kind of or just looking at your bank account and being like okay so no this is a problem i need to address yeah you know? and honestly i i hadn't thought i thought that i was ready um and because i was writing most of the book in real time because like i said like i got the book deal very sort of instantaneously by the grace of god because that does not happen but i just lucked up and found an editor that really believed in me and so a lot of this book was like my diary. I was living it out day to day. Um, mm -hmm. So much so that I didn't know how I was going to end it. I'm like, should I go out tonight? Like, because I, I need an ending. Like, I don't know what to write anymore. Um, and so, yeah, it was happening in real time. All of these realizations, like, girl, get your life together. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you look a mess. You look worn down. You have no money go home and be comfortable and going home and be com get comfortable being alone, get comfortable with what God has already given you. And I just, um, just remember feeling like, okay, if I can foster a spirit of gratefulness, if I can just be grateful for what I have, even if I never, ever, ever get married, I can learn to live with this new reality and I can learn to be grateful and be happy. Um, and that, that was just, yeah. <laughs> just so acting like that. Speaking about being happy, one thing that stuck out to me was taking yourself out on a date. Like, uh, oh. that was pretty dope. Um, I love when your friend, like, put that out. So, her sister. Uh, sister, sister. My sister. Yes, Jasmine told you to take your, she, she told you the engagement game. She, she, she did. She, she broke picked, it down. She, 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 really, she really spit game to you. <laughs> she spit real game. And she was like, do you take yourself out on a date? She was like, 
And you're like, no. who does that? And I've heard people, I've even told people like, that's mad weird. Uh, <laughs> enjoyed it because I've actually, I took myself out on a date a while back. I went to go see Guardians mm -hmm. of the Galaxy Volume 2, nice. like after work. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it's one of the coolest things that you can do. Because you have to always, like, you love yourself, but can you take yourself out? Like, and I didn't get any stares. There weren't even really a lot of people in there, really, to begin with. Um, but I know for a woman, like, when you put yourself in that space, it feels like it's vulnerable. Um, probably because you're like, well, look at me. Yeah. I'm just this sorry, pathetic sack of, you know what, taking myself out <laughs> on a date. I mean, because that's how I felt at first. Um, right. But my question is, how many times do you take yourself out on a date? Like, do you do it as like a once a month thing? Is it at a, a once every two months, like to get away? Um, yeah. Do you still do it? Do you I still, still do, do it? it. Good. I still okay. do it. I don't have a schedule, so I couldn't tell you. But even because like I work weekends now. So my days off are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And so most of the times when I want to do something, everyone else is at work. So I've had to just, you know, accept this. And so I remember I was at a restaurant downtown and I really wanted like good food. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to sit at a table. I'm not going to sit at the bar. You know, I'm going to sit at a table. And I just remember doing that and just enjoying myself you know, with myself, I brought, I was watching videos on my YouTube, whatever, but I still had an enjoyable time with myself. And I remember feeling like, wow, I don't even feel weird um, about this. And I text my sister like, yo, I just did it again. Like I'm doing this. Um, so yeah, I still do it. And I, you know, went biking by myself in Central Park because I had been waiting for this guy to take me. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go. Um, so yeah, I make it a point to to continue, you know, living and enjoying things. Because I feel like when you, you know, the point of dating yourself was really because I had stopped doing things that brought me joy and that, that I just truly love to do because I couldn't find anyone else to do it with me. And so um, I refuse to do that anymore. Like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and it's brought me so much joy and satisfaction. I don't feel weird. Okay. Yeah, I, I appreciated that you did that for yourself. Um, I think that was one of the things like about the engagement. I was like, that's a that's good advice. That's mm -hmm. Have you taken advice. yourself out on a date? Have you done it yet? Yeah, I've done it. I've done it before. I I appreciate a lot just in the type of job that I have. I have to do like self care. So that's mm -hmm. what I do. I will take myself out to eat. I, I actually did on Friday. I took myself to get a massage and I, nice. deserved, I needed and deserved it. <laughs> I deserve. I deserve. <laughs> Mama D. So, yeah. My yeah. self care. My self care is more so um, I got a coloring app on my iPad. Oh. Um, and adult coloring is actually pretty dope. Um, the Apple Pencil one is amazing. I would suggest if you do not have an iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil, you're playing yourself. But um, <laughs> one of the coolest features about it, besides like, because I write a lot of notes, um, is the coloring feature. Like when I get down or anything like that, or if I'm reading a book and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm tired of looking at pages. I can get away from that and I can just color something and it doesn't matter what it is. Um, and that's been my self-care tool 
uh, personally, but I, I, I'm probably going to take myself out on another date, maybe. Yeah, go out with yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> exactly. um, so we, want, we definitely want to make sure that you make it on your vacation. So we just have two more questions yeah. left. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. <laughs> one thing I want to know is who's your favorite author or book? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so hard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, my favorite author. Who would be my favorite author? I don't have one because I'm a Libra and it's very hard for me to choose anything. Uh, like, okay. Yeah, we're very indecisive <laughs> people. But okay. I will tell you um, the books that I have read this year that I love. Okay. Um, so like The Mothers, I just finished and I'm obsessed with that book. Like the, the last line of the book threw me for a loop. And I just love the way Britt Bennett writes. Um, I love Jason Reynolds, who he and I went to school together. I just think he's dope. Um, I love Jacqueline Woodson. I love Toni Morrison. I love my mom. She has books, Fast Time McKenzie. Um, and I loved her latest book. It's called The Big Deal. I'm trying to think of who else. Let me look at my bookshelf right now. Let's see. Um, there was this, yeah, I can't read. My eyesight is poor. Oh, you know what? I love Candace Bushnell. I okay. love Candace Bushnell. I love like books that are easy to read. Like, so for me, I always say I, I want to write books that feel like cotton candy melting on your tongue. It's enjoyable. It's light. You can digest it. I'm not, I don't want you to have to reread sentences. I just want you to get it. And so any book that makes me feel that way, that just feels delightful, I love. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. So uh, last question. Uh, 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 your family seems to be close-knit and supportive. Yeah. I think when this book was done, like I know with mm -hmm. being a preacher's kid, you were probably, your mom was like, are you talking about sex in this book? Because <laughs> you know, like when your mom whispers like real low, <laughs> even though like nobody's around. Um, I, I kind of caught that vibe. I was like, you really putting all your business out here. I, I, know, I really I know, like, am. How are church folks like, all taking? When um, the skeletons come out the closet, per se. Well, you know, yeah, my mom was very, and she's an author as well, so she understands the need for me to express, but she was very overprotective and very scared for me, I think. Um, but I had to remind her that, like, I'm going through what a lot of her church members are going through, and a lot of times what they're going through is a lot deeper than me just having premarital sex. Um, so I just told her to just hold on and to trust me. And she read, I don't think she could get through the entire book, but um, I think you know, <laughs> like when I was talking about sex on a platter and she was like, oh, that's it. I don't think oh, she got that the point. Oh man, <laughs> it got so but, much better. Yeah, but you know, that's okay. Like she don't need to, and my father just has not read it. I, and I'm I mean, like, I, please dad, don't read like, it. Please dad, don't read it. Uh, but uh, my sister, but loves my sister it. loved it, and my brother—he's brother, supportive of anything I do, but he did not read it either. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I did have one more question. I'm sorry. So okay. you, um, and I just—I really would love to know. So you have done tons of interviews, mm -hmm. and I love reading about them in the book. Who have been like your top three favorite interviews? 
Well, that's very easy. So my number one would be Jill Scott, which I write about in the book. I just love her energy, her spirit. And she really did change my life, like in a real sense, like giving me the language to explain what I was feeling. Because, you know, in the book, I talk about asking her why didn't her three engagements work out? And she goes, you know, Joy, I can hold my stomach in for four hours, but I can't hold it in forever. And I just remember feeling like, oh, that is like, that is so, this is what I'm going through. And she just was like such a genuine spirit and person. So she's my number one. Um, my number two would be, and I've interviewed him a few times, but Nick Cannon, like he's dope. Like I know he gets like a corny rap or whatever, but there is a reason why he is so successful. And it's because he's genuine, he's open, he's honest, and he's just really nice and sweet. Every, every time I interview him, he's so lovely. So he would be my, my number two. You like him? No, um, my friend's no, called him the corniest. That he's a cornball, but he's like the, right. he's like the most he's successful so cornball ever. He's so yes. wealthy. And there his, is a reason for that. There is a reason for that. He's so smart and sharp and just. I remember when I was working at ABC Radio and he, we were like out on a rooftop and I had to interview him and he's like, no, Joy needs good sound. She's radio. We need to go inside. Like he was fighting for me to get the best product that I could deliver because you know, it's going to affect him. So I just like, he's dope. Like, so he'll always, and then the, and the only place we could interview inside was in this like amazing iconic green room that like the Rolling Stones had been in and like all these other cool, you know, musicians have been in. And so because of Nick Cannon, I was able to, to experience that. So he's, he's very sharp and he's very serious about his craft. So I like him. Yeah, I'll stop that. My Nick Cannon slander. I'll no longer make fun of <laughs> okay, Nick Cannon. I won't. I'm gonna try really hard. But if he wears a tur- if he wears a turban one more time, oh, oh, oh no, we're gonna have words. But the thing is, it keeps him in the news. You know about it. It's mm-hmm. working. Yeah, like he's very smart, business minded, and he's very successful, and clearly a wonderful person. All these beautiful, wonderful women are dating him. So it's like. He's got to be doing okay. something right because I'm just. He's doing to something out. right. Like we could all learn something from Nick Cannon. I'm telling I, you, give him a chance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what? I can't, I can't think of a third, but uh, I'm trying to think of one more person that I really like. Mm. Eh, I have a lot of people that I don't like, but I'll just keep that to myself. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell y'all when we not live. Okay, I have a lot, have a lot of good stories. That, um, that, See, I'm there for that, and I won't. We won't tweet nothing. We won't say nothing. If we interview one of the people that you talk about, we promise we won't say a thing. But no, you um, can't because all of them know. It's <laughs> trash. Let's see. I made up the Trey songs. I had to had a I had to have a come to Jesus moment with him because we had a terrible first interview, but we we kissed and made up. Oh, that's good. This has been so much fun. Like oh, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed this book. It was it, and just like you expressed, it was like cotton candy melting on the tongue. Like it was such Yay. an easy read. I identified it was, so. It's probably because I identified so closely. Like I was like, who? Jason was like, yeah, this is Shakira. This is Shakira. Because <laughs> when I I was listening, this. I started really listening to it in the gym. That's what mm-hmm. I was like. Usually when I go to the gym, I listen. I either listen to music or I listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. and. Um, that day I had listened to, uh, Gucci Mane's new book and oh yeah, 
it's everything. It's is it? It is everything. Okay, maybe I should download it's it before it's I sound it's not him reading it, but the person reading it makes it sound like a movie. Like right. I had it on my, I had it on my speaker, and my girlfriend walked in, and she was like, "What are you listening to?" <laughs> what like, is like she, she sat down for a second. She was like, "Well, let me get into it real quick." And I was in the back, um, just walking around the house, and I was like, "Oh, this is Gucci Man's new book." But um, listening to it in the gym, I was in the gym for like two and a half hours, and I stopped working out. I was doing legs. That's when I tweeted that. Um, that I was doing legs. I had stopped on the on the machine because I was like, "Well, she's spilling tea, so let me sit down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let me sit down and let me just bask in it just a little bit because it's yes. hot right now." <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. Yes, yeah. it made you stop doing legs, book. <laughs> I mean, it was only for a second. I came home and told my girl, I was like, you know what? I haven't been that great in this relationship. I just want to apologize, oh. and she was like, "Oh, so it took reading a book." Congratulations. Yes. Tell Chastity I said you're welcome. Yes. Right now. Um, I'm, <laughs> she said, hey. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. And honestly, there's so many men the same way. They're like, wow, this is what y'all go through. Like, let me go have a conversation with my girl because I don't want her to feed me engagement chicken. Like, I just... We need to have a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. Nah, she told me she was like, if we're together five years, she's like, and I'm I'm not married. She's like, we're not making five years if you haven't proposed to me. Yes. So I was, <laughs> yes. she drew a line in the sign early. So I was like, yeah, that's what I told my wife too. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Nope. Well, thank you for talking to us. This was yes. so yes, much fun. Um, thank you if, for having me. Really, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Great. So, um, readers, we haven't announced our next book, but be on the lookout for that later on this week. Um, we'll announce it. Uh, I'll announce it tomorrow. I think okay. it's time. Sure. I think it's time. We might announce it tonight because kind of gave people. Know. A brief, uh, I kind of gave people an idea of what it was. Uh, yeah, we did drop it. Maybe hint. they. Maybe what was they the hint? It. What was the hint? You just missed it. You missed it. Dang. Dang. Okay, you I'm gonna check. I'm gonna go on my Twitter. Yes. Yeah. You got to check it out. Um, if you haven't you got, picked got up the engagement game, we definitely would suggest it. Um, add it to your reading list. Yes. Definitely add it to your reading list. Get your boyfriends to read it. Cause buy I'm one for the men in your life. And who read it? It was worth it, fellas. It really was. Aww. It was really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, enjoy your vacation. I will. Don't call <laughs> me, y'all. Don't call me. <laughs> I'm with my man. Right. <laughs> Gotta go. Okay. But no, but thank you guys so much. And I hope after I come back from vacation, I hope I get another book. Like, yeah, we, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get another book from vacation. Maybe. Get another book from vacation. A vacation book? Can we get a can we get a vacation book? Oh, I love yeah. a vacation. Yeah, that's we'll see. That's a good idea though. Mm -hmm. I like okay. it. Hey. <laughs> okay, now we really gotta go. Yeah, we're being real black right real now. Black. <laughs> real black. <laughs> All right, so uh, see you guys next time at the end of the month. We will give you guys more details into what the next book is, either possibly tonight or first thing in the morning. So just look out for those tweets um, for our Facebook friends. Look out in the Facebook group and always check the Facebook page. 
Uh, we got to get Joy a, a shirt. Um, for the street harassment, let's let's get her Don't Touch Me, oh, I'm you Reading. Oh, you might get a um, one. Yes. I love it. Yes. Don't Talk to Me, I'm Reading. Um, or Don't Touch My it. Books. That one's a good one. Oh, I um, love that. Color and, um, yeah. we'll color and size. Awesome. I got you. I sure will. We'll send it to you after your vacation. I wish I could get it to you now, but um, you got to go. Uh, we got to go, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for watching, and uh, thank you for reading While Black. Bye. Bye.